Hey y'all, Will here, and this is Stories with Mr. Stories. And today we're talking to another Will. Uh, we're talking to Will Fleming of One Kilo Weightlifting. Uh, he's been in the sport of weightlifting for a really long time, uh, longer than I knew that he was. So um, he has a lot of insight into how USAW has changed over the past, um, well, I guess two decades. Wow, he's been in the sport a long time. <laughs> So this episode was a lot of fun. It's a little bit shorter at about 35 minutes, um, but it's really dense. Will uh, leaves no meat left on the bones. So um, I really hope you enjoy this episode, and I definitely want to get him back on to talk more about his start in weightlifting and sort of how more about how USAW's changed um, since he started up. So um, if you like this episode please uh i guess leave a review i think that helps um and share it with friends and stuff and i really hope you enjoy uh listening thank you so much for being here and uh here we go uh will can you uh explain who you are for folks who might not know oh yeah uh my name is will fleming uh i am uh, weightlifting coach in Indiana. Uh, I've been other another. I've been other types of coaches. I was a track and field coach at one point in at Indiana Indiana University. I was uh, did a had a strength and conditioning like performance facility for ten years, um, and then really like when we started coaching weightlifters and or I started coaching weightlifters in maybe two thousand eleven or twelve was my first one. A kid named Clark Ackerman. And then, um, uh, then in 2018, I got the opportunity, somebody wanted to buy my gym. So I got the opportunity to just become a weightlifting coach full-time. So now that's what I do. I coach weightlifting. Awesome. And, uh, you were, you were also a weightlifting athlete. Oh, yeah. 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 I lifted. So I, st- I started lifting in 1997. So this is like 25 years. Um, wow. so I started in 1997 in a club here in Indiana called the Hoosier Weightlifting Club and had some really, really good coaches. And so I won like I won the junior national championship in um I guess two thousand. So like two and a half years after I started. And so I was seventeen. And then I kind of quit lifting after that. And then I like did track and like in track you use the lifts and all that kind of stuff. And I did track all the way personally I competed in track all the way till the two thousand eight Olympic trials where I competed in the hammer throw and then I was like done competing and I was open my gym and all that kind of stuff. And I thought I was moving into the next phase of my life, you know, where it's just like, just going to coach. And then I decided I wanted to compete again and I probably would have competed in the hammer throw, but it's really hard to find places to throw the hammer. Uh, and I owned a gym so I could like do weightlifting stuff. So I decided I would compete in weightlifting. And so that was in 2012, I started competing in weightlifting again when I was like 30 and so um i did compete in weightlifting until 2019 where i did like i did masters worlds and i won masters worlds in 2019. and now you're just kind of training the list but not necessarily yeah i just yeah i i think you know mentally like i like when i compete i like to be really good at stuff you know right so like yeah so i just don't like have the mental probably physical capacity either to like do that I like, you know, um, 2020. So actually, you know, like the pandemic comes, a lot of these 
a lot of our like stories have like hinge moments when the pandemic hits two years ago. Right. And yeah. so I think like, um, when the pandemic hit, it was right after the Ar Arnold in 2020 and, uh, my team did pretty good and, you know, we were all there and I was like gonna, I was still in shape and I was actually going to compete in the 2020 world championships, which were, I think masters world championships were, which were supposed to be in Orlando or something. So I was getting ready and I was in really good shape and I was hitting like all time PRs, uh, in my garage and, you know, big clean and jerks, big snatches, like, you know, totaling, uh, 290 in my garage all the time and stuff like that. So in pretty good shape and just kind of waiting around. Cause you know, the pandemic is going to be over in, in two weeks or, yeah. you know, right. And that's, you know, kind of air quotes. Uh, and so along that route or during that time, um, one thing happened was my, my knee like swelled up. It got like sore and swelled up. So I kind of took a little break from lifting, but li I honestly like, uh, uh, the probably the same time my knee swelled up is like when Mary decided to join my team. And that was like a big fork in the road thing. Right. Because like Mary is my, was my first really, really elite lifter. Right. Or, or potential to be super elite. And you can see it really linearly. A lot of my, like Dom, I've had Dom forever, but you know, Dom's just like made progress and like checking off things one after another. But like when you coach somebody like Mary who could make the Olympics, it's just like a totally different thing. And I think it was like, uh, I got a church, so I say it's like God was like saying, hey, uh, chill out, right? It's time to move into another phase. Uh, but, you know, some higher power, the universe, whatever, kind of was speaking to me and saying like, hey, uh, why don't you why don't you just go ahead and like dive in on this? So I lift and I enjoy it. And I kind of like want to kind of have a number where I can still snatch this and maybe still clean and jerk this if I needed to. And I want my kids to like have no doubt that I'm the strongest dad they know and all that kind of stuff. But really I'm like, a, I'm a weightlifting coach now. Right. So it's, and, and that's like what it should be. And I would say, yeah, I won't, I won't compete again unless I get really old and you know, my kids want me to compete with them or something like that if they want to do a meet. But yeah. And it was just like that, you know, when there's like a threshold where you just, I, you know, if you try and do everything, something's going to slack. Right. And when I train, yeah. like, uh, when I like, like I exercise now or I work out, but I don't train. Right. When I like train other stuff gets pushed down, right? Like it has to, because I have to like take it seriously. So mm -hmm. I, I can work out and still be like a really good coach and really focus. And like, when you talk about, you know, adding someone like Mary and then uh, Maddie, they're both like elite athletes and you just, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, right. Where you go, like, I got to think about this and competition planning and, you know, a lot of communication and more, you know, even more thought into their program because they're kind of uh, right in this edge of where we have to like really push to try and qualify for a world championships or an Olympics or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just to go back to one thing you said earlier, when you said who's your, uh, wait, the thing club, like, or uh, is that like the same, like the basketball who's your, Oh gosh. Of? All right. Well, one, I need, I don't, I don't want to do this, uh, but it, I would call it a Hoosier. Even oh though, gosh. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, it's okay. Now you, you know, the, there is a, like a myth, like what is a Hoosier, right? Why do you, that it's like the team is the Indiana Hoosiers, right? And we live in the Hoosier state. And so when you're a kid, you're like, well, you know, they kind of do a state history, um, uh, 
module in class or whatever. And so you learn about it and there's no, nobody knows what a Hoosier is. Like nobody knows where this word came from, but you are the, your pronunciation Hoosier, right? Is the closest to the most uh, widely accepted uh, reason it is a Hoosier, right? Which is that Indiana was a really rough and tumble, like frontier, uh, you know, town place, right? And someone got in a bar fight, and and uh, an ear was ripped off, and someone found it and said, "Whose ear? Whose ear?" Right? So, like, held it up. Whose ear is this? So you're close, uh, but yes, that we so. The Hoosier, Hoosier or who's year, I mean, honestly, who's who's really counting um, weightlifting club was at Indiana University in the varsity weight room, coached by the strength coach for the basketball team, who is a guy named. Um, so it is actually much closer to the Hoosier basketball team than you would even uh, think about. Right. So, yeah, uh, Fr- Frank Exton was the coach and he was like, if you remember, B- Bob Knight was the IU basketball coach for a long time. It was like famous guy. Uh, Frank was Bob Knight's strength coach for his basketball teams. And then um, Frank ended up being president of USA Weightlifting and dire- board of, uh, head of the board of directors. And then um, the other coaches there were a guy named Paul Fleschler, who was an Olympian in 1992 uh, and was an American record holder in maybe the old 90 kilo class. And then a guy named Jeff Eliason and Jeff was like qualified for nationals for like 10 years and stuff like that. So I was like really fortunate. I had like the president of USA weightlifting plus an Olympian uh, coaching me in weightlifting when I started. So it was just like really big happenstance. That's incredible. Yeah. But you know, what's funny is like they all came from Chicago, right? So if you follow the Chicago tree, they were all coached by Roger Nielsen who coached Mike Gatone, right? So uh, like I say say to Mike that like, so Roger coached Mike and he coached Paul. Uh, and so, and then Paul coached me. So Mike is my weightlifting coach, great uncle, right? You know, that's incredible. I guess he's my weightlifting coach, uncle, right? Cause Roger yeah. Nielsen is my weightlifting coach, grandpa. So that's so cool. That's yeah. a, that's a strong lineage there. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of came off of the Arnold where Mary had a decent performance. Yeah. Um, and uh how many arnold's have you like arnold weightlifting um competitions have you been to oh gosh uh i i went to i competed in one in i don't know let's say five i would say five i've competed in two and then i've been to three iterations of it when it's been american open one so i think 2019 2020 yeah 2019 2020 and then this year 2022 uh, the two that you competed at before it became the uh, American Open one. Do you remember what years those were? Oh man, uh, I would say like two thousand. I think it was like two thousand fifteen and two thousand sixteen were the like back to back ones. I remember okay. the two thousand sixteen was pretty cool because it was still like pretty limited, and I warmed up on the same platform as Donnie Shankel in the back, and like it used to be like so cramped, and then on my I cut, I was cutting to the 85 class. I normally weigh like 88 or 89 and I was cutting to 85 class and, um, it wasn't like super hard for me to cut to 85, but this one was like super difficult. And I was like on the check scale 
and I was like 85.5 and it was like 20 minutes to weigh-ins. And then I had to get on a shuttle to go over to the competition scale and I'm like spitting the whole time. And I get on the competition scale and I weigh 82.8. So it was like, uh, the check scale was over two kilos heavy. And Gosh. so I was just like washed out completely, but, uh, I snatched pretty well. And then I went out for opening attempt clean and jerk at like 155 and the lights went out. So I cleaned it. And as I stood up, all the lights in the whole uh, room went out. And so it was like the perfect time to press a lift out because they couldn't have seen me, but I like stuck the jerk uh, and they, you know, they gave it to me that, you know, so, but I just kept on with the lift, but I remember that one pretty clear. And the crowd just cheered so much when I jerked it after the lights went out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Could, was there enough light in the room that people could see you? Yeah. Jerk? Well, it was okay. like uh, the, it was kind of interesting. I, I wonder if I could find, I'm sure I have a video of it on my computer someplace, but uh, I like the, the, backdrop was still backlit so you could still see like arnold weightlifting championships and like it was yeah. like casting me out as a shadow it was it was just kind of interesting i was like That's a shadow so cool. in there yeah um if you could just kind of explain what uh where the competition was held and what it looked like you explained a little bit and i remember seeing um videos of this where the uh the, the arnold weightlifting um was backlit and stuff um uh, but just kind of like if you could it just oh, yeah. explain like how you remember things well i they used to cap it at like the first 100 or 200 lifters that would sign up right because it, it would sell out immediately you would like get on a list to like get pre uh like notified that it was good they were going to open it because you didn't know when they're going to open it it was always at the Arnold March something, but it was like, you didn't know when they'd, if it opened January 1st or December 23rd or whatever, they would just like open it, but you would get on a list to like pre be in it. And then you would pay their registration fee like that time immediately. And then there was a wait list and all that kind of stuff. So let's say there's 200 people. And then we would just, they would just take one room. They would take like one of the little, you know, the main expo halls, like on one side, it's massive. And then they just take one of the little alcoves and they'd set up weightlifting uh, right there. And they'd like invite really good people. There would be like, um, you know, just a big time session. Like, uh, one year it was like, they had one session that had like Norick and David Garcia and Donovan Ford and, uh, Ian Wilson and, um, you know, anybody who was good, they all lifted in the same session. It was like, they would set them up on, you know, Friday night and they would do something similar for women. And, you know, I guess I, pre me, there was like, uh, international well fernando heist came one year that anyways they had like different lifters who would show up uh but it was just in one room and it was like super cramped because they would only get like one room from the arnold organizing committee so in the back you would like you were lifting in very dangerous conditions in the back room it was like so cramped there was not a walkway it was like if you were going from your warm-up platform to the front you would like be stepping over platforms i remember like uh trying to get a count on the board uh one time and like you know i'm there there is someone lifting within like nine inches of me right i'm like leaning into the it was just so so cramped and stuff like that but it was little and the room would be full of people and uh you know they'd have music playing and all that kind of stuff and in yeah so it was just it was like a lot of fun but they had a stage and it looked really nice and uh you know everything was very nice it was just very small yeah 
that's incredible. Yeah. It was um, fun. and so that's a very stark contrast to what we have now, uh, yeah. with the, the American open, um, being in a separate venue, um, with almost 2000 athletes. Yeah. Um, uh, how have you what's your perception of seeing how much it's grown but also um taking something that was very exclusive um because uh, towards the end i mean it was like the uh it was like the most competitive um local meet because it was just it used to just be like a considered a local yeah, meet, right yeah. it was just um, local and then turned into something that uh is just so massive so how have you seen um, sort of that transition. What do you, um, uh, I guess, what do you think about it? Um, okay. You know, I, th I think the transition shocking. Uh, it's encouraging. It's cool. You know, it's neat. Uh, it brings its own set of challenges. You know, I, I think the right level was probably what 2020, if there had been fans there, you know, like that was like, that was like cool. Cause it was still in that it was still a big meet, still like a bunch of people, all that kind of stuff. But it was like in it, right? It was like yeah. in that, but like just the buzz of like you walk out in the hallway and just stuff's going on and people watching and all that kind of stuff. And, and, but you know what? This year was amazing, right? It's like you've never seen so much lifting, right? Like it was like March Madness of lifting, you know? Like if you were like, following the NCAA tournament. It's like the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's like lifting, 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 lifting. You might like look over and there's an A session going on and, you know, uh, an Olympian's lifting on that platform. And then there's like a D session on the platform next to them. And, yeah. you know, all that. so it's just, I, I don't know. I think it's like, it's encouraging. Uh, it's, um, it was really neat. I think the right, I mean, I don't, you didn't ask me this, but I think the right size is what they did two years, two years ago. I think that like, the Arnold, the AO1 needs to like, I mean, it needs to have like higher entry totals or something, right? Like it should probably be just a little bit higher uh, so that uh, they can get like in the main venue because that was part of the part of the fun of it, right? Yeah. I think, I don't think weightlifting was supposed to be done with like 1800 people in one place, right? Like, I, I mean, maybe that many fans, but like that many lifters, it's just hard, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think that it was, but I just, I did have so much fun. I say that, but I had so much fun. I saw so many people lifting. I saw all my weightlifting friends there and they were, you know, the funny thing is like, if you go to nationals, like, uh, you know, your weightlifting friends, they might have one person on day one and then one person on day two, all of my friends were there all day, every day. So if I wanted to talk to him, I could just talk to him because I knew they were at the venue, you know, like it was like, yeah. you, there was not, there's not a time where I wasn't going to go run into uh, like Brian from Vera beach or Kevin from uh, alpha barbell or Dane or Greg or Amy or Mike, you know, like I was just going to run into all my, my friends. And if I had a break, I would just sit around and talk about weightlifting with people. And if you're a fan of weightlifting, like one of your favorite things is talking about weightlifting. So I just, you know, it was a, it was a blast. Uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know if, so I can't say really a bad thing about it. Uh, other than I just wish it were like next to the expo, but I don't know why I wish it was next to the expo because I still had a great time. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I, I do, I, I agree with you when it comes to like, um, having all your friends in one spot and they're all there the whole weekend because everyone's competing because like yeah. you have, I mean, I, I think we were down to 
H sessions. Was that right? Oh, I, I think like there's an O session in like the 64s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you have, uh, there's just so many, there's so many folks. So, like, to have all your friends there is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had somebody compete um, Thursday at uh, 8 a.m., the first session. And I had somebody competing in the very last session on Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh, Nate was competing at one, the 109As. So, it was like, we were just, I was just there. We were just there. And it was like, just go, 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 you know? Yeah. That's really fun. And, and talking, and, like, I remember... Greg and I were talking because uh, we had both had an open-ish session. session um, I think it was the 89s. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And you just popped over. We just hung out for like that whole session. It was great. Yeah, because you're just kind of hanging. I mean, it was it's like it wasn't ideal in that like it it wasn't next to anything. So it wasn't like you could go grab some food next door, right? Right. You were like there. And if you mm -hmm. didn't have like a four hour break, there's no reason to leave, right? You yeah. should like, you're just gonna stay. So it's like, yeah, we just would have like funny conversations, you know, like just hang out and talk about this or that, or did you see so-and-so hit this lift or, you know, what's so-and-so gonna hit, all that kind of stuff. So it was, I just, it was uh, almost like put us in weightlifting prison. Like we weren't allowed to leave that, the Celeste Center. Right. Uh, but, you know, all your friends were in prison too. So it was cool. <laughs> and you have all the weights there i know yeah right? all you need in prison good place and, and, uh, and there was like a bars. subway there had subway sandwiches pre-made for us oh yeah just like prison very much like prison <laughs> yeah that's hilarious um what do you kind of see uh, uh, so uh, you said that it might be nice to have maybe a, just a a, a larger entry total by just a little bit to kind of make it a little bit smaller so it could still be in um the like arnold venue um but as far as um just like weightlifting in general now um and kind of zooming out we have all these um different things going on we obviously had the um doping violation with ian but um we're still like trying to get this as clean as we can and um all of these things happening in the weightlifting world do you see how do you see the future of uh, weightlifting in America and then just, um, broadly too. Um, I, I think that like, it has to be clean, right? Like, um, and I know that like, there's a lot of cynics who are like, Oh man, you know, it's not, it's never going to be elite sports, this or whatever. And it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think if you look at the women's side of weightlifting, you see a lot of clean athletes lifting right now. Right. I mean, and, uh, we're seeing like elite athletes or elite women who are clean winning worlds, meddling at worlds, meddling at the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. So we know that you can compete at the highest level uh, in that way. So like, you know, what are people afraid of if doping gets like kicked out? So what are they, you know, what is a, you know, what are you afraid of? And I just like, so I just say like, it's got to head that way. And I think it is. I think that like, you know, if you look at things, that's why like, um, you know, what people have done that is like, you know, Piros is, uh, you know, works with USA Weightlifting is on the IWF executive committee. Ursula has tried to be president. You know, all these people have like, have come in and they're trying to clean weightlifting up. So it, it needs to, and it has to have reform because otherwise like it's not Olympic weightlifting anymore. It's just weightlifting, you know? So like uh, yeah. it's going to be out of the Olympics and it's the, you know, the, 
the IOC has given such a clear path to uh, the IWF, like here, do this and you will stay in. Right. And it's like, uh, it's like, we're like such a, it's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right. Giving you like a list, like, Hey, you need to work on these things. I want to keep this relationship going. Would you please just not cheat on me every weekend? And just, you can just like once in a while, but not every weekend. And the IWF's like, Oh, but I love cheating on you, babe. You know? And they're just like, uh, (laughs) they just can't clean their act up. It's so, it's so crazy. You know, like, uh, you know, just do these things, you know, just do these things. It's not that much. Just do these things. And you you stay, you get to be with us forever. Right. And they're like, Oh, but those things, I love those things. And it's like, but do you love those things more than being in the Olympics? Really? So, um, it's really weird. It's so weird. It's just like pe- that people's like, uh, you know, worst desires like coming true. So I, I think that it can get done. Uh, you know, there's elections and all that stuff that I'd kind of keep my nose out of, um, like don't, don't pay attention to, cause I can't make, can't have any effect on them, but you know, that are coming that will kind of secure or change weightlifting's position. Right. And I love weightlifting and I see, you know, like that, um, it's a cool sport. And in the United States, I think it's going to continue to grow. I think that people are just like going to fall in love with it and stuff like that. Cause you know, honestly, most people, the United States is interesting because most people in the United States who do weightlifting aren't doing weightlifting because they think they're going to make the Olympics. Right. Right. There's, you know, uh, eight to 10 women and, you know, let's say a similar number of men in the country who are like legitimately say, well, I can make the Olympic team. And maybe it's not this Olympics, but two Olympics or something like that. Uh, you know, young people or whatever, but everybody else of the 1800 people who lifted at the American open or the 20, you know, 40,000 members of USA weightlifting, they're not trying to make the Olympic team. Right. So will it change that the outlook for those people? No. I mean, like there's still going to be masters weightlifting competitions. There's still going to be, you know, thousand people, uh, events in the United States, but then, you know, just like the international stage will change. So I, I have like, uh, you know, kind of great hope for weightlifting in the United States, regardless of the outcomes of IWF elections and reforms and all that kind of stuff and less great outlook for weightlifting it, uh, worldwide. You know, yeah. uh, I think like, continuing to remain in the 2024 Olympics, right. Is a huge thing. Like, I don't think it's going to be kicked out, but man, uh, I've seen the people at the IWS screw stuff up more. So, or, you know, so I think they definitely could. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's people right now uh, who are working really hard towards that goal. And it would be just a really shame, big shame if that were pulled out from under them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's just, uh, I agree with you on all fronts, especially with USAW still being able to um, be a thing, even if everything else falls apart. Because we have so many people here that love the yeah. sport, uh, like competing in it. I hear, like, I have, like, you know, there's negative people in, in, in the world and positive people. I tend to be a positive person, right? Like, weightlifting is still going to be weightlifting. If you like it now, you're not going to like it less if it's not in the Olympics, right? Right. You know? One thing that happens every four years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's still going to be a world championship. There's still going to be this. Right. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that, you know, some people are like, well, then we'll just see people doing bigger weights. No. You know, if you're like the Lasha Talahadze probably won't lift anymore. None of the Chinese lifters will lift anymore. Right. Like because they do it 
to earn medals at the at the uh, Olympics, right? You know, yeah. they'll they'll be done, you know, pretty fast after that. So hopefully we can continue to see uh, weightlifting remain in the Olympics and, you know, continue to, uh, as a country, like lead the way in trying to clean the sport up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, where can, uh, where can folks find you, Will? Uh, I think the best, the easiest place is on Instagram, uh, uh, because then you can find all my other stuff, but it's, uh, at Will Fleming and Will is with one L cause I'm a Wilson, uh, originally. And so it's, uh, Will with one L Fleming. I mean, you don't have to spell out with one L just Will Fleming, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Amy said she's going to start calling me Wilford. You? Yeah. Go because my actual name's William. Yeah. Um, but she thinks Wilford sounds funnier. So somebody told that. me that they thought my name was Wilford the other day. Really? Yeah. Oh, huh. One of my lifters. They're like, oh, wait, it's not Wilford. And I was like, no, it's not Wilford. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's Wilson. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you listen to this, you know where to find me. Um, Thanks for coming on, Will. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Well, and, thanks, Will. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you uh, again, like later today. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk this evening. We got an, a cool thing, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, all right, all right. dude. Thanks. Thank you.